Thanks for joining us today on the nateholdridge.com podcast. Today, we're talking about knowing God. And really what we're talking about is knowing God through your brothers and through your sisters within the family of God, the people at your church, the people in your small group, and how you can be a vessel for showing those people in your life who God is and what he's done in your life, how you can be an example of God and his character and his faithfulness um, to you. So let's jump right into this conversation and see what Pastor Nate has to say about knowing God through your brothers and sisters in Christ. Nate, in this article, and it's a shorter article, I was just kind of curious, like, with you writing that, did you have anything in particular on your heart that you were thinking about with this? Anything that kind of stirred up this this article in particular? Yeah, yeah, I did, actually. And it's funny that you asked me that because uh, a lot of times I think by the time we get around to talking about something that mm-hmm. I've written, so much time has passed by from the time that I wrote to the time that we talk about. <laughs> and I would probably say, I don't know, I'm sure there was something. But actually in just reviewing this uh little piece before we got started yeah I can remember the exact moment uh, that uh, mm-hmm. it was in my life group and one of the um, women in the life group was sharing a, a, just a snippet of her testimony mm-hmm. and it was uh, you know it was kind of a tender thing that she was sharing with us as a group and just a really neat thing that God had done for her and rescued her from yeah. and It was really, it was just kind of one of those real reminders for me of how Mm. um, just, I was just seeing and hearing certain things about God and his nature and character and what he does in the work of the gospel and by the power of his spirit as I was listening to her share. And then I think it was within that week that I read just in my own quiet time out of Psalm 76. And I saw that little phrase in Judah, God is known. Right. And they expand on that in the song that, you know, as Judah is winning victories and as Judah is going out in battle and the power of God is flashing forth in the tribe of Judah, Hmm. we get to know God by knowing Judah. Yeah. And so I just, as I read that, I compared it to that, small group experience in Mm. my own life and just thought, yeah, that's just so true. There are certain, you know, here's this woman who was dealing with something that was uniquely female and a hurdle in her life that I will, you know, there might be some things in my life that there'd be like a similarity, but Mm. that would be, that, that was her thing that she was battling through. And so I would not have learned about God in that way, unless she had been willing to share that story. And then as I, you know, Mm -hmm. just listened, it was like, man, this is, I'm learning about God as I, as I hear, you know, your life. So when I saw that in Judah, God is known. It just made me think of that little experience in, in my small group. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's interesting to me because it feels like in our culture, in our society, we, we are kind of leaning more towards individualism and kind of doing life solo, achieving things in our own strength, in our own pursuit. But, um, and, and I know how that affects just like people in our lives, that kind of mindset. But it's interesting that it, it, it actually affects our relationship with God and our understanding of God mm-hmm. too. So it's really cool to hear you say that about her sharing that in your group and how you're learning more about God yeah. through that. It's really interesting. I mean, we, it, when you started that sentence, you know, it seems like in, work, in our culture, we're drifting more towards 
I kind of wondered what how you're going to fill in that and finish that <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Because I think you could also say that in our culture, it seems like we're also drifting towards a desire for togetherness and yeah, community. Yeah, that is very true. But I think that a lot of times what people are wanting is a sense of togetherness where I can just be completely uh, and only just myself and not yes. learn anything from you, exactly. receive anything from you. Don't try to shift me or move me or change me. Uh, that would be the purest definition of community in yes. a lot of people's mm -hmm. minds. But what we're talking about is a brand of community that defeats individualism and helps us to, you know, really learn about the Lord together and express yes. the Lord together and the truth of his word together. And uh, to have that kind of unity, I think, is beautiful. Yeah, amen. I, I think that's very true. There's like a pursuit to find people that you can stand in solidarity with who agree about everything you agree about, think the same way you think about. There's like a tendency to be in your own lane with other people who agree with exactly the things you agree about. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's not the kind of community we're talking about. That's not the kind of understanding of God that we're talking about. That's what's so rich about Christian community. So thanks for kind of going there a little bit. I, I just had kind of like a few just like questions. I'd love just to yeah, ask man. you about the article and kind of getting to the heart of Christian community and knowing God through mm -hmm. people, through your brother, through your sister. Yeah. Um, one thing that you wrote in here was you said, knowing him, God, is knowing his church. And so I guess just a kind of simple question is, is knowing people in the church necessary for knowing God? Or do we just miss out on knowing God if we don't know the church? Mm -hmm. You know, is there mm -hmm. like a connection there? Sure, it's it's like they they go together, don't they? I mean, you mm -hmm. can't you can't say you know purely that you would just come to church or engage in Christian fellowship and never read your Bible and never be exposed to Scripture and say that you are you know really knowing yeah. God. I mean, there there's a personal uh, prayer life, devotional life, experience with the Spirit that individuals are called to engage in, yeah. you know, and so many of the spiritual disciplines that God has given to us in His Word, they are individual in nature. Um, and I suppose that if I, you know, was on a deserted island and I had my Bible, right. uh, I would be learning and knowing who uh, God is, but you know, even with just the Bible, even with you know Scripture alone by itself, I'd still be learning about God by looking at the way God dealt with people in His Word. So right. my friends would be, you know, <laughs> Daniel and Moses right. and the tribes cool. and Abraham and the apostles. So I'd still be learning about how God works in people's lives um, by getting into Scripture, getting into the Word, right. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, um, we, I think as we think about just the, you know, flow of human history, so many believers have been illiterate, unable mm. to, yeah. you know, actually on their own, read a Bible, study mm -hmm. scripture, you know, on their own. And so they've depended upon pastors and teachers to, and others to read the Bible for them, teach them the scripture, and then to be in 
community with other believers. So yeah. I think for, for somebody like that, a higher percentage of their learning about who God is would come not from necessarily even the written word in their own personal study, but hearing the word of God, faith coming by hearing and right. that by the word of God, and then seeing the word of God lived out in the community of faith. So it's yeah. certain... I mean, one thing's certain, I mean, it, whether or not you c can experience God and, and learn about God apart from Christian community, that's, you know, that's a question. Mm -hmm. But if you're to ask the question, what's, what's the clear intention of God? Well, the clear intention of God is to save us and then thrust us into that Christian community. Yeah. Um, that's abundantly clear, you know, yeah. and that and it's not only that he's throwing us into that Christian community uh, for, you know, accountability or something like that. Mm -hmm. He's throwing us into that Christian community in part because in his mindset, there is something about living out Christian community that is a fuller representation of his plan for mm. humanity. Yeah. So... Um, you know, you're asking, is it possible? It's like, well, yeah, maybe it's possible to some kind of degree, but it's not the ideal. It's not what God right. wanted. It's not what God has designed. Kind of along those lines, you know, we live, again, just in a time where technology is so, gosh, you can just connect with like almost anybody now. It's so crazy. Yeah. Like you can connect with a Christian on the other side of the world and develop a relationship with them just through yeah. something like on Twitter or yeah. whatever, you know. Um, at the same time, we live in these communities where we can go to local churches and get to know people face to face too. Yeah. Um, in a time like this, and just getting to know God through people, what what do you think? Just maybe on a personal level and a pastoral level, like getting to know people online versus people in real life. Like, what is the balance for a Christian in I guess participating and getting to know people online and in church, like, should we put most of our time into the local church, or put, put a lot of investment in online with people? And yeah. do you kind of know what I'm getting at well, with that's, that? You're putting a lot of pressure on me, saying, "What is the balance?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only one answer. So, you know, I think that for me, when I think about the, the online thing. I just know in my own heart, it's very easy for me to incorrectly digest what I'm seeing for the good or for the bad. Like in, well, both of both of them are bad. I guess in 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 two different extremes. Okay. In other words, as an example, I could, you know, engage with maybe someone's biography or, um, you know, somebody's claims that they're making online or something like that and I could either believe it to the extreme you know and just really feel that I totally know who this person is and I could almost be a little bit decimated by their example you yeah. know and feel impressed by who they are in an undue um, out of balance kind of way or I've also experienced where in my flesh I want to dismiss somebody you know oh well i'm sure that if i really got to know them they wouldn't be as amazing as <laughs> it feels like they are yeah their facebook you know, right page now. or something like that yeah, yeah. exactly 
there's just something about you know so i i don't hmm. i'm i'm not a guy that spends a ton of time online you know but um there is just something about when you're hearing somebody that you know talk about a fear that they got over hmm. or a victory that god gave to them or a prayer that they're going through a trial that they're facing there's just something about it when you really know that person well yeah. uh, and you can hear the honesty you've experienced and have come face to face with their their life um i just think there's there's just something a little bit more powerful about that for me yeah um you know i i think that the reality is technology is just a tool so it's not like you can't use technology to actually know somebody right that's part of the way that we get to know each other you know in our modern age and era but it just feels to me like there's just too many gaps that you have to fill in and so i, I don't think anything can really replace the flesh and blood yeah. you know nature of things yeah i know what you mean too like i I feel like there's people that I follow online that I actually interact with a little bit online that I learn about God through them and through the at least the things I read about them yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I may not know them in a personal way. I may not see how they parent their kids. Yeah. I may not see how they yeah. actually lead their church, but I can still like learn. But then there's something about like when I come to church and I see that family, I know that man, I know how he talks to his wife. I see it. Yeah. And I see him interact with his kids. I see him in a church service, like being an usher or something like that. And there's just yeah. like, when I get to talk to him, it's just like, there, there is like, there's this element of like, I actually know who you are yeah. more. Yeah. And so I think that, yeah, with technology, you can learn, you that's, can learn about God. That's a great example. But yeah, yeah, it's just so good to be able to be in it's flesh It's a great example. People. And you can, you, you know, it's, it's easy in the online digital space to offer up quotes or you yeah. know perspectives that are just so spot on and really <laughs> yeah. edifying and really helpful but you know it's it's a place where it's easy to offer those up without living them out at all you yes. know you could have yeah. a twitter feed that's just filled with like quotes and verses and ideas about like unity or racial right. reconciliation or something like that and then just not even live it out totally at all you know so mm -hmm. it, you're right there is something powerful about actually seeing somebody yes kind of walking that out living it out experiencing it as you were sharing i was just thinking about a conversation i had recently with one of the one of the men i've really looked up to in our church over the last couple of decades and um and just a chat we had recently where he was just talking i was asking him questions about his parenting mm. style and yeah, I mean, you just, <laughs> it's just wild how you can read all these parenting books and, mm -hmm. you know, think about all these different concepts and then you just hear like one person that you know talking about their jam, you know, their yeah. family. And it just, I don't know, the the in flesh, you know, kind of thing really yeah. does something to you. I remember an old mm. elder that we used to have kicking around the church years ago. He used to talk about the need to... Um, it was like, be, 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 be Jesus with skin on or something like <laughs> yeah, that for yeah, people, right. you know, like we're the body of Christ. Cool. And so you're living out your Christ likeness. You're, you're, you're in the flesh for someone else. You know, they're reading yeah. about Christ and receiving from Christ and his word, 
but to see that lived out, to see that grace lived out, the right. compassion and that love, you know, that it really, it just speaks volumes, you know, to human Absolutely. beings. Yeah. You know, just kind of with that too, I'd love to just ask you as the pastor of Calvary Monterey, you know, we're, as this episode is being posted, we're probably like right in the middle of our life group season. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just talking about people knowing each other in the flesh, with like with each other in a home even. Um, what, if you could just kind of like reiterate for us, like what is the vision for life groups? Like for somebody who's listening to this, who's a part of our church family here at Calvary Monterey, what, what is that vision? And does that fit in line with kind of what you're talking about in this article? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. You know, I think a great way to state what the vision is is to start with maybe a little bit of what it's not hmm. in the sense that uh, we didn't launch a bunch of small group Bible studies. Um, we didn't launch prayer groups, although scripture and prayer are part of what that right. you know time mm-hmm. is about. But if that was had been our desire or heart, we would have just started prayer meetings or we would have just started, you know, bigger Bible studies. Right. Yeah. Um, and certainly, you know, there's a huge place for that. I'm trying to dedicate a big portion of my life to teaching various books of the Bible and to get through the Bible for people to be able to resource online and everything. Uh, and a lot of my writing is just about scripture just about the bible Mm -hmm. so that's i feel like there's such a huge importance for that but what we wanted people to be able to get together for was not primarily bible study or not primarily prayer but primarily for christian community Mm -hmm. which of course is going to have a prayerful and you know bible centric element to it right um so the vision is community the vision is friendship the vision is knowing other believers Mm. Um, and so every member in a life group has a decision to make on how much they're going to actually try to know others and how much they are going to allow others to know them true yeah Uh, because you can clearly be part of a group and hold back you know many things Mm -hmm. and you can also be part of a group and not Uh, really engage in the process of learning about other people, never asking, never inquiring, you know, never thinking about how you might be able to be a blessing in their lives. And then, you know, from there launches so many of the opportunities that I think we probably in our hearts, we want to be able to exercise. God, I want to be a blessing. I want to be encouraging. I want you to use my life. Uh, But, you know, look around in your group, the Lord will probably bless you with that opportunity to, you know, help someone and to serve someone. So yeah, community is the, is the major, you know, idea. And I guess with, within community would be the concept of in a real community, there's a sense of responsibility for each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, where I feel a level of responsibility for your spiritual life and development i care about it i want it to do well i want Mm -hmm. to you know encourage you in it and i feel i i'm concerned for that you know i care about that and uh, so yeah community that leads to a responsibility yeah that's a cool way of saying it you said one thing that i've always really appreciated about life groups and 
it's something to the effect of like you have an opportunity to bless the people in your group. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, you know, with the life groups I've been a part of, it's been so good to have people like pour into my life and ask me questions, pray for me, yeah. think about me. But um, man, there's like such a richness in those groups when we take the personal responsibility of doing that for others. Yeah. And so there's like this opportunity we have to love people around us and to help others know God through our lives. I think that that responsibility and that feeling, that's what yeah. that's what shifts a group from being social to community. Amen. You know, social yeah. would just kind of, you know, food and laughs. Right. That's more social. And, you know, a lot of times that social element can lead into real mm. stuff because when life gets painful, then the social group has to kind of suck it up a little bit and yeah. realize like, whoa, now we actually have to live as a community. We've just kind of been a social group yeah. up until now. Yeah. Um, but that I think is that level of responsibility. So what I totally. think what we're saying is you want to take that responsibility and have that feeling before some kind of crisis demands that responsibility yeah, comes that's in. good. Yeah. yeah. Towards the end of your article, you, you talk about um, testimony a little bit, like a personal yeah. testimony. You mentioned earlier in our conversation that testimony between um, that woman and your group, which was really beautiful. But one thing you did write was you said, as I read your testimony, the biblical word comes alive in a new way. And just thinking about life groups and I, I get that there's just people who have a hard time sharing the things that are in their lives with the people around them, especially to like maybe a newer group and just opening themselves up in that kind of way for people to see God work in their lives. But I've already talked about this before. And I thought it'd be kind of cool for you to have a moment to talk about this to, to you who's listening. Um, what is the importance of us sharing our testimony with the people in our groups? And how is that like a way of actually understanding who God is and God's word. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you're talking to ask the question, the example that comes into my mind is I go back to, and I was just thinking about the nights that you and Chesley spent with Christina and me preparing for your your uh, marriage, you know, in premarital mm-hmm. counseling. And the way that you guys went about things before you got married, the decisions that you made. So the Bible you know, is teaching us about, you know, purity, um, sexually, the Bible teaches us about, um, men being servant leaders within Mm -hmm. their homes. Uh, the Bible teaches us about wives coming under and being able to follow their husband's leadership. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Bible speaks about, you know, a tenderness and mutual submission to one another. Uh, the Bible talks about, you know, trusting God and, you know, allowing him to unfold the paths of your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Well, as you and Chesley tell your story about, you know, that area of your life and testify of that, all those different Bible passages and teachings and themes that touch on those subjects, they come alive in a fresh mm-hmm. kind of way. Like, yeah. oh, look, here's, you know, here's in a positive way you know the what the bible says about 
uh, intimacy and look at this couple and the way that they have tried to do things mm. in accordance yeah. with God's word. And it seems that God is really blessing them. Or, you know, here's this couple that, you know, they did, they wanted to be married, but they weren't going to take matters into their own hands. They wanted to trust God and follow his mm. leading. And that's how it looked for them to do that, right. you know. So that's what I mean by... Uh, I think when we use the word testimony, we kind of think Mm. of specifically how we came to Christ. And I do think that sometimes in life groups, it can kind of devolve into that over Mm. and over again. Like, this is how I came to Christ. This is what it was like before I came to Christ. (laughs) This is what I used to be before I knew Christ. And now for 15 years, I've been the same as I was the day I came to Christ. That's not really, that's a testimony of your conversion. Right. But what I'm, I guess I'm talking about is less of maybe what we would think of as a classical testimony and a little bit more of testifying of what God has Mm. been doing in our lives and what we're learning, what we're seeing, how he's helped us through different failures and fears. Hmm. successes that we've had you know as we talk about those things kind of helps put it all into perspective like oh yeah okay i'm going through a similar kind of thing right now you know this is something i want to kind of live that way i want to learn from their mistakes or grow from you know the things they did well it just kind of makes the bible come alive in that kind of way absolutely absolutely well to kind of close out our conversation what are some ways that people can practically do this in their lives like especially like somebody who's maybe like kind of nervous about sharing their life or they're jumping into a life group for the first time or they're a brand new christian they're just trying to figure out how to like just be open with people around them Mm -hmm. what what are some ways that they can do that you know that's that's a good question and i think part of what i would say as an answer is i just don't think we need uh as many people a lot of times as we think we need you know we don't necessarily have to specifically open up the you know the entirety of our lives to Mm. even a dozen people but it might just be that in the course of sharing some things that you're going through you find one person Mm. that you're you know comfortable enough with to be able to talk to or two people that you're able to share with and i think there is something healthy that happens to us when we can you know even find that one person that can be a little bit of of a human outlet right for us to be able to share uh, with and then i think that maybe a great um way to prime the pump for that is through your own prayer life because Mm. um if you've been able to to unload and to talk with god about certain things that you're going through then it, it has it will i think help serve as a little bit of a synthesizing Mm. of what you are going through to help you talk to other people about that and uh, so i think that's that's also you know a helpful thing awesome cool thanks nate all right that's it for today's conversation if you'd like some more resources from pastor nate you can always go to nateholdridge.com we have articles up there podcasts bible studies the whole nine yards, everything is there. So please check that out. And uh, please tune in next week for a brand new episode um, here on this channel. And until then, God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.